and we never think about them because goals are so personalized and so individualized. So we don't realize that in making or planning these goals that there are other stakeholders involved that can actually support our goal or cause it to fail. Hello, Dolly. You're listening to the Wake Up and Show Up podcast with your host, Portia Scott. This podcast is a collection of interviews and stories, weaving together life's pivotal moments and the decisions made to show up and impact humanity, one person at a time. This episode is sponsored by Free Lunch Coffee. So listen to this. If you love coffee as much as I do, I know you'll enjoy this coffee because not only will you get an amazing cup of coffee, but you will help to end hunger in the lives of young children. I want to introduce you to Free Lunch Coffee. They are on a mission to end hunger from the lives of younger children. When you buy just one bag of free lunch coffee, you are also providing 10 meals to a child in need. And free lunch coffee gives away 50% of the money they make to end hunger in the lives of children. How cool is that? Their coffee is specialty grade, certified organic, and free trade. They offer a 100% money back guarantee for 30 days. If you don't absolutely love their coffee, which I know you will, they will give you a full refund and you can keep the coffee too. Free Lunch Coffee is offering a 15% discount to the loyal listeners of the Wake Up and Show Up podcast. Use the coupon code Portia, P-O-R-T-I-A at checkout so you can get your 15% discount. Go check it out at freelunchcoffee.com. Hello, darlings, and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. So there is not an interview today. It is me behind the mic. And I wanted to talk about something that is very near and dear to my heart, but I hope that you will take away a couple of keys um, to help you. As I was thinking about February and just thinking about how at this point, most of us have either fallen back totally forgotten or done away with the initial goals and expectations that we had in January to move forward throughout the year. And that's completely, completely normal. One of the things, you know, for many, many years, I worked in project management and I managed and implemented projects that were $35,000 to $2 million projects. And even in those projects with all the resources that organizations have, 75% of projects fail. And when we talk about project failure, we really are talking about uh, they fail because of they go over time, they don't meet the requirements uh, that were initially set, or they're over budget. So when we think about our own goals, there are some tools that we can take away from there. And I want to talk about a couple of reasons why goals fail but to give you the success tools so that you can move forward. One of the very, very clear reasons is that I want to make this delineation between goals and between life disciplines or lifestyle changes. So goals, much like projects, should have a start 
and an end date. I want to have a start date. I want to have an end date. That is a goal. When we're talking about lifestyle changes or life disciplines, that is different because that is essentially ongoing. So while it may have a start date because you realize I want to make a change, I'm going to start to do this, it is essentially ongoing, right? Most of us don't say, oh, I want to create a behavior of spending less just for this year, or I want to only spend less this month. What we're really saying is we want to create that habit of financial stewardship, which will take us, you know, the rest of our lives is something that we want to become a part of who we are and a part of our life discipline. Much like I hear people say, I want to journal more. Great. That is more like a a lifestyle behavior, a lifestyle discipline that we are looking at more than just this goal setting uh, or goal execution experience that we're trying to create. And so for many years, I was the same way. I'd have these very concrete goals and then I would have these life disciplines that I wanted to incorporate But because I lumped them all as goals, then many times I felt like I was failing because one, I couldn't get to all of them. But number two, because they didn't have this start and end date and they shouldn't have a start and end date. Um, They likely will have a start date, but as far as an end date, this is an ongoing thing. I wanna be a better friend. I wanna show up more for my friends. That is an ongoing life discipline that I wanna put in place. And so, maybe that is, you know, um, maybe it's the small things that I put in place to ensure that I'm showing up, but that's not necessarily a goal. And so I think when both of those things get lumped in together, that definitely causes confusion and just overwhelm about what we want to do. So when we're thinking about our goals, I want us to think about those things that have a start and an end date. Anything that has a start date only, that kind of goes into the life discipline pile. And if you follow me on Instagram, I talk about daily disciplines all the time because that's really where that lies in is creating these daily disciplines or these lifestyle disciplines that go throughout the course of our lives. They're usually things that make us better people, make us better friends, make us better spouses, make us better parents, just make us better as a whole. And so those we're not going to lump in into your goals. These goals are going to be pretty, pretty concrete and have a start and end date. So once that end date is met or once that goal is met, they're done and we pick up something else. So these are the three reasons, and of course there's many, many more reasons why goals fail, but I really, really wanna hit on these three big reasons. One reason goals fail is because it's not your goal. This is a goal that you have picked up because it was someone else's goal and it sounded good, right? So I want to make sure this year I save two times more than what I saved last year. That's a great goal. I'm going to go for that. But maybe that shouldn't be your goal because one, maybe that's not your priority. Maybe that's not your number. And so it's important that we think about what we actually want, not based on whether or not the goal is good or not. Also, it's it's something that someone told us we should go after. Oh my God, Portia, you're a very good 
whatever. You should do this. You should get involved here. You should do whatever. Somebody else told us, so now it becomes a goal that I'm saying, oh, I want to write a book by such and such a date. I personally have no desire right now to write a book. I have the opportunity to write a blog for Voya Financial, which I love. I have the opportunity to write different things, but for me, I don't want a book by the end of December 31st, and it doesn't matter who says it. But if I did take that on, I would probably fail because it's not important to me. It's what someone probably thinks for me, but it's not important to me. And so it's very important that we don't uh, create goals that someone else has set for us. The other reason why goals fail is because they have no scope. And that really means that there is no clarity to your goals. And I'm not just talking about the SMART goals, but I mean you being very clear about what that goal is. Not necessarily can it be measured? Is it time-based? Is it a tank? Not that but clear on what you want because first you know what you want and then you determine the plan of action or execution plan. And that's really where you look deeper into the SMART goals and some other things we're gonna talk about, but it is making it very, very clear on what you want. I wanna save $80,000 so that I can put down 20% on a $400,000 home by the end of December 31st. That's pretty clear. But say for instance, while I am thinking about this goal or in the midst of achieving this goal, now because I've 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 been able to save $2,000, now I'm going to say, "Oh, I'm going to bump up the 80,000 to 120,000 so I can get a $600,000 home and be able to put that 20% down. So the way we're going to do that is anything added after we have set our goal is a new goal. So the first goal was to save $80,000. Well, let's make sure that we can get there first before we tag on an enhancement of the additional uh, $40,000. And so because what happens is we are in the midst of it early on and we're excited and we're seeing that we're saving money. And so we go and we say, well, I am going to save I'm going to save $120,000. But as you go and get into the project, you realize that maybe that was really, really lofty. Maybe I didn't even want a $600,000, you know, home or whatever. But it's important that what our scope is, that it is clear. So we stay with that saving $80,000. If during the year or through the year, we raise or we, we save the $80,000 and say six months, that is closed. That goal is closed. We have reached our goal and we have reached our goal ahead of schedule. So now we can take up the extra $40,000 and say, we're going to save $40,000 from X amount of date till X amount of date, but we're not going to lump everything all together. We are going to do it very systematically and we're going to have a clear, clear scope because when we start to add stuff, that's when our goals start to decrease in the percentage that they will succeed. Number three is we don't understand the stakeholders. Stakeholders are the people that our goals affect. 
and we never think about them because goals are so personalized and so individualized. So we don't realize that in making or planning these goals that there are other stakeholders involved that can actually uh, support our goal or cause it to fail. So when we go back to the saving example, you know, you're going to save $80,000 so that you can put 20% on a $400,000 house. Well, there may be a few um, things, there may be a few sacrifices that maybe the family has to have in order to meet that goal. And so you allow the stakeholders to understand what that goal is. And as we like to call constraints. So we understand what those constraints are. Because we may say, oh, well, we're going to give up this. But unanimously, the other stakeholders as part of this are saying, well, no, we don't want to cut that out. So now you have to see, can I meet this particular goal based upon this constraint, based upon what they're feeling? That is so very, very important, even though our goals are individualized, because other people are going to be affected. When I was deciding to hire myself, start Portia Scott Media, my family understood what that meant right? We had these talks, these conversations, my husband and I planned out because they were stakeholders, there were stakeholders involved in that. Yes, this was something that I wanted to do, but the stakeholders involved were going to be affected. My family was going to be affected because we knew that likely the, my income would go down. And so we had to make sure that in order to meet that goal, that we had to have some type of buy-in from the stakeholders. And that is a very integral and missing piece in so many of our goals. So before we start this execution plan, we need to make sure that if those people are involved, that they know. And now let's talk about the stakeholder that is you. It is very important that you understand, one, your personality, but also your goal execution archetype. So your behaviors behind that. One, you may say that I want to save so that I can put 20% on a $400,000 home, but you know you better than anybody else. So sometime you may have to look at that life behavior side of the coin and say, you know what? I have never been able to save $1,000. So what is the life behavior? Because now this goal has nothing to do with action steps. It has nothing to do with milestones. It has nothing to do with being smart. It has everything to do with behavior. And so sometimes we have these goals, but there are life disciplines that we have to put in place in order to feed those goals. When we're looking at that, that is very important. Um, And looking at the goal execution archetype that that you are, what does that mean? I talk a lot about uh, these executing archetypes because if we don't navigate and understand behaviors and maybe why my goals fail, why I start but I don't finish, why I don't know how to get from one to two. So often we have made it into, it's because we didn't have the plan structured right. It's because we didn't have the roadmap correct. 
it's because we didn't have a strategy. Most of the time we have process, but we don't understand behaviors behind it, or we don't understand, uh, yeah, we don't understand the behaviors behind it because my behaviors, right, encompass my uh, environment. They encompass my exposure. They encompass my experiences. And those start to impress upon my actions. And so if I don't get to the root of the behavior types, then the action is going to continue to be the same. No matter how great my strategy is, my action will still be the same and I'm going to still get the results that I've always gotten. And so when we look at architect archetypes, uh, the goal executing archetypes that I like to look at are the CEO, the free spirit, the good Samaritan, and the perfectionist. We understand that our goals fail because we have not looked at the stakeholders. So how can we be successful then? So if you're failing because your goals are not yours, then you have to take a moment to identify what you really want. I want you on a sheet of paper to write down three goals that you want to accomplish. And let's say uh, three goals that you want to accomplish. But I want you to look at them. And if it's a lofty goal, say that $80,000, I want you to tell us what you can achieve in one month. So I have this lofty goal that goes until the end of the year, it's 80,000, but this month I'm going to save 10,000 or 5,000 because we want to make sure that we're breaking it up into 30 days. Why? Because within 45 days of planning a project or goals, you usually start to see it significantly drop, right? Because we're bored, we're overwhelmed by the project, um, because things are not clear as we talked about before. So I want to know why you want what you want. So I want you to put those three things down. And as you put those three things down, I want you to give it a number, give it a number one through 10. Automatically, if anything gets less than a seven, put it in your backlog. You don't need it right now. You don't even want it right now. And it's not priority. I gave you a seven. It actually should be an eight. But if it's anything less than a seven, put it away because you're wasting your time. And so you could be doing something that you really, really want. And then I want you to ask yourself, why do I want this goal? Why do I want it? If you end up looking and saying, I want this because everybody told me that I'm good at this. Everybody told me that I should do this. Somebody said, I'll be able to make money if I do this. Put that goal away until that is something that you can say, somebody brought this to me and I felt it in my spirit. I felt that that was exactly the thing. I had an aha moment about it. But if not, throw it away. Also ask yourself, why do you want it? And when it gets hard, are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to sacrifice to get there? Because when we're not willing to sacrifice anything to get there, then throw it away. If I'm not willing to sacrifice, maybe the time, if I'm not willing to sacrifice the sweat equity, if I'm not willing to sacrifice holding back from my finance, if I want to keep spending, I'm not ready. And I'm not ready because now I got to go over into that life discipline pile because I'm not ready for that goal right now. So that gives us what we want, asking those questions that we just talked about to really narrow in what you want. Number two, be very clear on your goal. Clear, clear, 
clear. Make sure that you know what you want. And on this, at this time, you do set a time period for when you're going to get it. But I want these scopes to be almost in 30 day increments. Like you can put a whole thing. I want to save the 400,000. I want to save the $80,000 by the end of the year so that I can put 20% down. But I want that to be very clear. That's what we want. We're going to start here and we're going to go through here. That's it. That is your scope. So you know what you want. So just make sure you're clear. If you say, I want to lose 10 pounds. Perfect. I want to lose 10 pounds starting January 5th to March 8th, whatever that looks like. I want to put it together in the scope. We don't put together your action plan. We just want to know what is it that you need. There's other things that go deeper and deeper into like a scope, but just for the purposes of this particular exercise or this particular episode is really to make sure it is clear and it is clear what they start and it is clear with an end date and anything else that is going to be added on will be added on later. Remember, we're going to start off, we're going to pass or we're going to succeed in this goal and then we can move to another goal, but we're not going to add onto that scope until the initial, initial uh, goal is completed and is successful. Number three, understanding your stakeholders. We want to look at our behaviors around that, right? We want to really look at um, the spending example. Am I really going to be able to do this? And I believe you can, even if you've never done it before, but I believe that there's some life discipline work that needs to happen first. Um, and so when we look at these goal executing archetypes, so we're looking at the CEO. So the CEO is the person who actually completes projects and goals. But a lot of times we do it without intention. Uh, this person will say, oh, okay, that's a goal. I'll finish it and be done. But it's without intention. So a lot of times that person has to go back to number one and really figure out what they want so that they're not just ticking off a to-do list of goals, but they have goals that are meaningful to them. The free spirit. We all know the free spirit is multi-passionate. They usually start, but don't finish. And so for this particular person, it is important that while we want to have one goal for 30 days, maybe this person actually needs to work on two simultaneously. I don't say that for everybody, but I do believe that we have to realize who we are and behavior, who we are and just our personality types. And so for this person, what I always say is like, let them have focused time on one thing, one goal, one project, whatever. And then once you're finished with that, you get the opportunity to go to something else. But there has to be a boundary in place that you set a timer for to finish this or to do this, you do that, and then you go to the next thing. So we do put a little boundary around that, but we also understand that they're multi-passionate. I will not say take on three or four goals at once, but I think looking at two keeps them involved and excited about what they're doing. The Good Samaritan. So the Good Samaritan is a people pleaser. And so this is the person that is likely going after goals because someone said how great they were at doing it. And so this person, again, has to go back to number one to identify what they want to make sure that they literally are living a life based on intention for themselves and not for others. This is the person that wants to make a huge impact in the world. 
And just because you want to make a huge impact in the world, that does not mean that you take on other people's goals on how you should get there. So it's important that you do that first exercise and really, really, really think about what you want outside of anyone else's. And what I will say for the Good Samaritan is I'm going to tell you to hold your coat of many colors to yourself. What am I saying? So there is a story in the Bible about a man named Joseph and he had this, uh, his father gave him the coat of many, uh, many colors. And he had a couple of dreams to say that he is brothers were going to serve him. And so he ends up getting sold and there's this whole process that happens to him. And so when I say hold your coat of many colors close to your heart, what I'm really saying is don't tell anyone your goal. Get one accountability partner that is likely not a friend, an unbiased person, if you need to have accountability, because for you, you are going to tell somebody so that you are looking for that validation. And with this, we want to make sure that you are doing things because it feels right to you. The perfectionist. So the perfectionist is going to make sure that their goals are very, very clear. They're going to make sure that they are their goals. But the one thing that the perfectionist always gets tripped up is the stakeholder, them in particular, because they want to make sure that it is perfect. They want to make sure that they have analyzed and analyzed and analyzed. And so what happens is they get analysis paralysis and they don't often move. So their ability to actually execute is hindered because of that perfectionist trait. So for the perfectionist, we really highly in, you know, for, for the perfectionist, they really have to dig into that life discipline. I'm a perfectionist is really to dig into that life discipline. And one of the ways that you dig into that life discipline and those changes is to do it, to do it in excellence, but to get it done and put it out. So I'll tell you, I launched a uh, launch your podcast, launch in 30 days podcast course. I knew exactly how I did it because I, I, how I wanted to do it because I took my project management experience and it, guess what? It wasn't perfect. It was good. It was really good and it is good, but guess what? Starting it did. It allowed me to tweak things along the way. And you know what I learned? It will never be perfect, but I can make it excellent. And so with the perfectionist, you have to do it. You have to put something out. You have to make sure that even your goals are your goals because as a perfectionist, you want to make sure that everybody does that rah, rah, this was amazing. This was great. Nobody does it like you. But when it comes to your goals, you have to be settled in knowing that this is my goal, whether or not someone cheers. So we don't marry the cheers and we don't marry the feedback. It just is what it is. And so as we are going into the year, I really, really hope that this helped you with trying to figure out your goals. Um, I'm going to put a link in the um, show notes and I want to hear from you. If there is a goal or project that you really, really want to work on um, and you're just like, I don't really understand how to get it done or even how to think through it, let's talk for 30 minutes. Let's talk about your goal. Let's talk about getting there. If you want to start your podcast, um, we can definitely talk about that and how to execute that. So there is a link in there.
here. I want to hear from you because one of the things that I loved about project management and which is why I do so much around goal setting and goal execution is because I love to see people's visions come to life. So you guys, thank you so much for your time. And I I really hoped you enjoyed this episode. I'll leave you with this. A vision and strategy aren't enough. The long-term key to success is execution every day, every day. Richard M. Kovacevic. As always, we end every show with this declaration. Waking up is automatic. Showing up is intentional. Today, I will show up. Thanks again for spending time with me today and listening to the Wake Up and Show Up podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe so you never miss a show, leave a five-star review, and share with a friend or foe. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at I am Portia Scott. Until next time, go impact the world.